0: Love Talk Radio. So, I you have to use the
1: rear phone.
0: I want to see, you. Huh? see you, Uh, that? Oh. Oh, yeah, something. Man. Mama, that you? Yes, you can. Okay. 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 Um, okay, i tell you what, I'll just finish up. I'm a, um, and she by you? Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers uh, to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I am your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any <laughs> questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516- 453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, but I'm sorry, we're not um we're not gonna have the chat room right now. But we're gonna do something a little different. Um. You can go on www.reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. You'll see the video version of Reconnect My Heart. What we're gonna to do today? I really, really, really appreciate y'all tuning in. This is a little impromptu um, episode of Reconnect My Heart. Normally, we are on on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, but I wanted to come up here on this afternoon monday afternoon during the daytime first of all i'm on staycation this week staycation i'm on staycation um and i'm going to enjoy this so i figured you know what instead of rushing on uh, this past saturday uh, Sunday, which was yesterday what i'm i'm gonna take my time really just enjoy being out late with my son and then going ahead and uh postpone the episode to Monday, which is today. So I really appreciate and thank God for this opportunity for me to be able to have some time off. Um, what we're going to do today is a conversation that um, I had some time ago with a few people, and then God just led me to be able to just really just share it with you all um, on Reconnect My Heart. And so on today's episode, today's episode is entitled, Protect your investment. Protect your investment now. This is a different and unique investment unlike those you may see on Wall Street or uh, on the business section on the cable network. This investment is mostly talking about spiritual investment. Protect your spiritual investment Protect your spiritual investment. Uh, I'm going to change the title later on. I, I didn't think about it. But um, protect your spiritual investment. Now, some of the things that uh, hit me, in order for us to be able to know our investment, we have to know the investor. And if we know the investor, then that will help us to know or understand our investment, the investment that he has instilled into us. Now, ultimately, we know our investor is God Almighty. God has invested stocks into us that is valuable. Now, the Bible tells us that gifts and callings come without repentance. So the key thing is God has gifted each and every one of us at least one gift. Now it's important for us to be able to understand and recognize what that gift is, and hone into it for us to be able to ask God to help us to operate in it for the upbuilding of His kingdom, but also upbuilding of His kingdom and glory, and also it help us to operate in the purpose and plan that He has for us here on earth. All of us are in here are on this earth for a purpose and a reason. And one of the things that uh, the book that came out years ago, The Purpose Driven Life, and it talks about Solomon, excuse me, it talks about Samson. Samson, who lived a life, strongest man in the world, strongest man that was recorded. But even though he was strong, he did not fulfill the purpose of plan God had for him. Why? Because he allowed himself to be tossed out of, what God has blessed him or placed within him. Even when we look at, in in Solomon, it was in the book of Judges, where it talks about how he was a Nazarite. And a Nazarite was forbidden to take part in alcohol, not touching a dead body, as well as not cutting your hair. And so those are things that was instilled into him. And so when he entertained a young lady named Delilah. Delilah did not mean him any good. She was hired by Samson's enemies to find out where his strength lies. And so later on we find out that they said that first she kept asking him, kept asking him, and he kept giving jokes. He did not take her seriously. But eventually... And she began to start pressing upon him more, even what it says, even to death, he went on and told her, not only told her that if a razor touches my hair, I will lose strength, but not only that, but get this, he told her his whole heart. Round to and when he to told him. her, His whole heart, that's where his strength left. Now, his strength was not in his hair. His hair was an outward symbol of the covenant that was within his heart. He had an oath with God. He had a a commitment on an oath with God, an internal oath with God, and his hair was an outward expression. And when he told her everything, that's where his strength left. Now, ultimately, his strength did come back for one main goal, and that was to take out all all the enemies, and that also had him to lose his life. And so when we look at it, each and every one of us have investments, but we can't take lightly. God has invested each and every one of us some things. And so the most important thing is for us to, Know our investment, what God has invested into us, but like I said, also for us to know the investor. Knowing God, knowing God, knowing who he is, and as we seek him and as we understand who he is, then he will help us to understand who we we are. And not only for us to understand who we are, but the purpose of why we are here. So like I said, anybody, anybody that has been given a birth in that has made here on earth, regardless of how, what situation or how they came about, regardless if they came from a one-night stand or from a committed relationship, no matter what, they still have a purpose and plan here on earth. Think about it. We didn't have a choice of being here. We didn't. But in spite of, we still here. So we need to honor that and respect that. But like I said, so many of us don't know, so many people don't know their value or understand or know their purpose. And so in order for us to know our purpose, in order for us to know what God has placed within us, we got to ask God and seek God. And beyond which, there's no way around it. So many people, they want want the benefits of being a believer, but they don't want to be a believer. No, the The Bible tells us the steps of a good man are all about the Lord. In other words, also it tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning God's way of being right, doing the right thing the right way that we get the right results. And seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you, meaning All these things shall chase you down. In other words, you don't have to look for the things or the people. The people will look for you because your steps are being ordered and you are obedient to your ordered steps. And if you are obedient to those steps that are being ordered, then it's not your responsibility to figure things out or to get things. It's God's responsibility because you being obedient, your obedience gives God the warranty, you receive the warranty deed of your obedience because you're following the steps that God has ordained or predained for you. So that's something we have to really understand. For us to understand our investment, we got to, like I said, first understand God and know God and pursue God. Seek God and his purpose and his will for our life. But see, get this. Sometimes when we don't know our investment, we will allow anything or anybody to come and take what God has invested into us or to interrupt to interrupt the investment or the time or our time that God has given us. So when we don't know our investment, when we don't know the investor, then we don't know who we are. And when we don't know who we are, then we are subject to allow ourselves to be with people who don't respect us, who don't appreciate us, nor who won't invest into us. But the funny thing about it sometimes, we end up being around people who don't really appreciate who we are, nor the investment that is within us don't you know that there are some people who don't like you and you haven't done anything to them there are some people that don't like you not because of what you've done because you didn't do anything but because of who you are there are some people that they see in you but you don't see within yourself and sometimes what you what are in you what is in you it may be something that's in you that they wish they had within themselves and because they don't have it within themselves, now they don't like you. Now, oh, that person act like they too good. That's what they're saying about you. Oh, she always happy or he always happy. Ain't hey, Look at it. Ain't nobody need to be that happy. And matter of fact, let's keep it real. If you are in a committed relationship that is loving and respectful, let you go out in in the public. Now, there may be some people that may give you come. Oh, You know, some people may be real. You know what? You know what? I really appreciate y'all. I love visit me. I love seeing guys open up the doors for their lady. I love seeing it. And I tell them, "Hey man, enjoy your date. You know, give my brother some props. Give my brother some encouragement, dude. Keep on going. Keep on going." Matter of fact, this is on the side no, sidebar. Years ago, like I said, for those who may not know me, I work in the jailhouse. And I remember whenever I would have visitation, I would get ready to get the inmates um send them back to their cell right before they get ready to uh you know in their visit with their loved one or whoever it is their visitor as they get ready to leave i said wait a minute brother. dude 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 tell them you love them what yeah man tell them you love them. man they just spend four or five hours in that long line waiting on you they just got off work They came straight off work to come to visit you the least you can do is show some appreciation and say thank you for coming to see me. Thank you for putting some money in my books. I appreciate you. I love you. Tell them that. And I always did that, regardless of if their visitor was their significant other, their parent, or their sibling, or friend. Someone took our time to spend some time with you on out of their busy schedule. The least you can do is say thank you. I love you. Young lady right there. And so that was something I've always done. And so years later, I was I was working on the floor and this time I was around some uh visitors. In other words, there were some civilians who were not in jail. And so all of a sudden this man came up to me, he said, Hey, how you doing? Do you know do you know who I am? I said, No, sir. I said, How you doing? He said, Fine, he said, Let me tell you something. He said, you don't know this. He said, I've heard you say this many times to other people. But what you don't realize, I was in here, and I was uh, I had a visit. And you told me to tell them, I love you. And I did not want to do it. And you started explaining to me why it was important for me, talking about him, for me to say that to that person who was visiting me. And I listened to you. And I did exactly what you told me to do. But what you didn't realize... I was being visited by my wife where we were actually getting ready to get a divorce. But because of you saying that, that sparked an opportunity to have other conversations with my wife. And so now, here my wife is. I want to introduce you to my wife and wife. I want you to I want you to introduce. I want to introduce you to that officer who allowed us to be able to at least break the ice and start communicating without the screaming and yelling, and they would sit together. Man, that did a lot for me. And so sometimes when it comes down to situations situation like that, we just never know. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to be sensitive to God's voice to God's spirit in order for us to be able to accomplish an assignment that he has for us. And so when it boils down to it, for us to be able to recognize, for us to be able to recognize God's leading. And he want to, look, God want to talk to all of his children. He want, look, we have the ability to hear from God. But oftentimes, we don't listen to him. God speaks to all of us, even those who ain't saved. God speaks to them. But it's those who are obedient to God are the ones that are his children that will obey. And listen. Look, God loves all of us. But the key thing is for us to be able to accept him as Lord and Savior in our life and obey him. That's the most important thing we have to do obey god and i and I hear people, and i'm gonna be real with you. I hear people all the time, well, you know um uh this is important, this is important. you know this is the greatest gift, this is the greatest gift. all these things you know the sign of power from God the results of power with results. But the key thing is, the key thing is, you being obedient to God. Obedience. It ain't how you sing, it ain't how you preach, it ain't how you prophesy, it ain't how you speak in tongues. All of that is irrelevant if you ain't obedient to God. That's one thing I want to challenge people. Being obedient to God. The sign of being filled with the Holy Ghost is obedience to God. When you're obedient, then there will be Fruits that will be produced. When you're obedient to God, being obedient to God, that's the key thing. Being obedient to God, that's the key thing. So like I said, there are some folks, there are some folks, listen, there are some folks who won't make time for you because if you don't know your investment, you'll end up spending your time with anybody and everybody that would give you attention, but you don't know they're motives. So, what you have to do, you have to understand just like how God would want to send you around people that are healthy, send you around people that's gonna, you know, have your best interest at home for the up of His kingdom and your purpose. Just like how God will send or send people your way, the devil gonna to try to send people. Your way to to distract you, to pull you from God, to pull you from the love of God or the will of God or the obedience of God. So understand, there are some folks who won't make time for you, but they'll make time for what they can get out of you. You get that? There are some people who won't have time for you. They say, well, you know, uh, 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 you, know you, you call them, they won't answer. You reach out to them, they won't respond. But as soon, as soon as you get a call from them and they want something, as soon as they need something, you're going to hear from them. As soon as something go on with them, matter of fact, <laughs> I don't have women. I was about to get my rag. Matter of fact, I got a little towel right here. As soon, like we do at church, as soon as they need something, oh, they know who to call. They're going to call you. They're going to reach out to you. They want something from you. They need something from you. They need your help. They need your assistance, whatever you need. They need that from you, and they're gonna reach out to you. You know that person that you don't hear from. That person that you know every time you try to reach out to them, they're unavailable. They don't have time for you. That's who you gonna hear from. That person. Oh, hey, how you doing? You like, uh oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. It ain't so much of hey, how you doing? I'm just calling. You know, you on my heart, blah blah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing? Uh, ain't, I don't know. Look, can you do me a favor? You're like, oh, boy. That's the only time you hear from some people. Matter of fact, you look on your call ID, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. There are some people, you see that call, you see the call ID, with their name on you, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's my friend. You know, we always talk, you know. No big deal. We check on each other. But there are other folks. Other folks you don't hear from until they want something. That could be friends or family. Let's keep it real. You know, there are some family members. You get nervous when you see the call ID and, hey, you know it's them. You get kind of nervous. You get concerned. Why? Because you know that phone call going to cost you some money or cost you some time. They're going to waste your time or waste your money. And sometimes they may ask you for advice. It ain't that they want your advice. They don't want, listen, they don't even want you to even talk. They just want to vent to you. Waste your time. As soon sort of as you tell them, and you might agree with them, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But let it be something you disagree with. Oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna get ready to go. I'm going to get ready to go. You're like, well, why are you wasting my time then? Come on now. So let's that's keep that's keeping it real. There are some people, look here, there are some people, they want something from you. So like I said, it could be your time. It could be your money. It could be your advice. It could be your anointing. They want something from you. Now I do understand when it comes down to certain friends or certain family members, you know, we all there for each other. I'm not talking about those who you may help out or whatever. No, I'm talking about those who the only time you hear from them is when they want something from you. There are some people, hey, y'all check on each other. You know, that look here. That kind of relationship, hey, I applaud that. That kind of pe those kind of people, shoot. Don't kind of people I got in my life, if I, got, if I got one shirt, if they need it, it serves. There are some people like that. And I know it's reciprocated also. But the mother jokers, look here, they'll party all day. They'll spend all their money doing all ungodly things. But then all of a sudden, as soon as hard times come, as soon as a situation occurs, they going to call you. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You need some money. What about them people I saw you on Facebook with when y'all were on a cruise and when y'all were living it up? Look, making it rain and all that stuff. Oh, don't think I didn't see it. Oh, but look here. I know you didn't post it on your page, but I know your friends, they posted on that page, and you were tagged. <laughs> you know, so it just goes to the decision that you make. Them people that you spend most of your time with, the people that you like to hang out with, you got to look at those are the ones that you got to depend upon. So if you can't depend upon them, then you're hanging around with the wrong people. That's the best advice I can give somebody right now. As a matter of fact, this is something else I give for free. I tell people, if you, want, if you want my money, my advice going to go with it. If you Now, like I said, I understand that some people may have a hardship. I totally understand that. But I'm talking about people who mismanage, and they'll be wasteful over here, hanging out with their friends, but then they'll want to come over here and borrow from family. Hmm. Hang out with friends who mean no good, but they want to borrow from family who mean them all the good. So, you know, that's being real. That's being real. We have to be able to Look at when people come asking God, you know what, if this person if this person come up here to try to just borrow or just ride look ride on my coattail or what? So remember that there are some folks who will make time for you, but then there are other folks who will make time with them to get out of you. So in other words, it's not really you what they want, but it's your gift, your talent your money, your advice, or your anointing. And, you know, even being a minister, I'm telling you, there's, there are some people I, I have to be prayerful at all times because the devil wants to keep people busy. Now, I'm not going to just, just say me, but understand that the devil will try to keep us busy so preoccupied to make us burn out, but most importantly, to make us miss hearing from God. The devil wants to do that. So that's why you have to be in prayer at all time. and ask God to help you to see when to exert your focus or your energy over here or when not to. God made us stewards, and he wanted to protect the investment. We have to protect our investment. But also, this is something else I was thinking about. Those people they'll stay available as long as we're doing for them they'll stay available because like i said at first when they didn't need anything from us they were inaccessible. but as soon as we have to be there for them then that's when they are accessible to us because they're trying to get something out of us but they are always available or accessible until the problem is fixed or until it run out or until we say no. As soon as we say no, then that's where they want to block us from Facebook and Instagram and block our numbers and all that stuff. When you try to give them sound advice, when you try to give them uh, a constructive criticism, no, they don't want to hear it. But every time you come into me with a problem and I'm trying to give you the solution but you don't want to hear it, then that's when we got to tell people, hey, look here, I told you once. I told you twice. How many times am I going to tell you? It ain't going to change until you listen to. This. Well, you know, and they make excuses. I, look, I don't have time. You wait. If you're not going to listen to me, don't waste my time. Don't tell me your problem if you're not going to listen to me. So that's why God wants us to protect. It is our responsibility to protect what God has given us. It ain't other people's responsibility, and it ain't our, it ain't other people's responsibility. To acknowledge what God has invested into us. It is our responsibility, regardless if people acknowledge it or not. It is our responsibility to protect it. It is our responsibility to acknowledge it. It ain't other people's responsibility. Think about this. This was something that hit me a few minutes ago. I was thinking about, imagine a grocery store in in a neighborhood, but they don't have customers. But then also, on the same token, you think about a store right beside it same type of store, but you think about that store that they always leave the door open twenty four seven even if it's supposed to be closed, they always leave it open, but people are always taking from it. people always take it from it. every time they wake up every morning something missing or they've been vandalized. now, which is more dangerous the store that has no no customers coming in, but that other store where it's always vandalized, the things are always stolen, that particular store where it's always stolen is a more dangerous one. That one, that that store that doesn't have a lot of customers, all they need to do is maybe two things. They may need to relocate or they may need to promote, do some promoting. But the other soul, they are being, they are being unsecured. They are allowing anything to go on. They're not being respected. That was something that really hit me. That really made me think about some things. Now, what we have to do, we have to look at. Listen, we have to tell God that you're tired of being used. But well, get this, but when you tell God you're tired of being used, or you're really tired of being used, there are some people, they'll tell God, oh, God, I'm tired of people running over me. I'm tired of being used. I'm tired of this, tired of that. But God is showing them them red flags, but they'll continue to ignore those red flags. Or some people, they'll ignore those red flags, thinking that those red flags are going to turn into a green light. no. God is showing us how people are and who people are. But we're not believing what God's showing us. We're giving people the benefit of the doubt. And the funny thing is, we'll accept people who mean us no good, but we'll place boundaries on those people who mean us good. We'll be easy accessible to those people who don't mean us any good, but we shut off people who are telling us the right thing, who are telling us the truth. There's something wrong with that picture. We mean, we, we, we try so hard to try to be that person that's going to uh, try to help other people and all this and all that. And God said, that's not your assignment. God is telling you, hey, that's how that person really is. But you know what? I've seen so many people, well, you know, I'm just going to help them. Everybody need help. No, your motive is you trying to help them for your gain, for your benefit. Listen, that ain't godly. That's witchcraft. And that happen. I'm being with you. That happens within the church, and that happens within ministry. So many people, they try their best to help people with a, for a motive. There's a motive of them doing that. Like I said, that's witchcraft. Like I said, I've been working in the jail. I've been working in ministry for a long time. may not look like it, but I have. I grew up in church. I grew up, uh, might as well say, working in the working in the jailhouse. Finna be thirty years. I'm telling you, I'm giving you an insight so that way you can protect you, to protect your integrity, protect your investment, protect your character, protect your name and your ministry. I'm telling you, God is telling you stop using your gift, your ministry to manipulate people. That's what people are doing. Some people, I'm like that. I believe in just being honest and telling the truth. And in order for us to get the help that we need and become the people that God calls for us to be, we got to start doing things the right way. We got to be obedient. And so, we telling God, hey, uh, I'm tired of being used and all this stuff. But in actuality, you still allow yourself to be fooled. Stop doing that. Like I said, sometimes we choose people who will withdraw from us instead of allowing people or choosing people that will deposit some good quality things in us. We're choosing people in our life that would deposit, always take, excuse me, that will withdraw, always take it from us, always taking from us, you know, taking our time, taking our peace. I mentioned earlier, taking our time, taking our money, taking our peace, taking our anointing, you know, Right now, coattail on things. But instead of choosing people, quality people who would deposit goodness, who would deposit things that's gonna edify and upbuild you in the kingdom of God. Now, unfortunately, there are some people that we will pick in our life that would deposit something, but it ain't good, it ain't healthy. Deposit drama, drama, problems, confusion restless nights sleepless nights you know uh venereal diseases also look use us and take us for everything that they got Plant a baby all that stuff Uh, like i said it's so much stuff that we have to talk about and one thing i always tell people people that know me in my ministry we got to talk about it within the church because a lot of stuff, just because somebody comes to the church, don't mean that they saved. Just because somebody comes to the church, don't mean that they delivered. And we, into the point where we got to talk about healing and deliverance. And also, that's part of salvation. Part of salvation. Uh, uh, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you, the penalty of sin is removed. At the end, when we die, we will no longer be in the presence of sin. But it's that middle stage of salvation. We gotta deal with and talk about. And that's the power or the influence of sin. So let's keep it on. Let's keep it real. So stop allowing us to choose people that's gonna continue to withdraw instead of depositing into us, but also make sure that whatever they deposit is something healthy, is something beneficial. Um, I often think about when There are some people, they will deposit into us, but get this, their motive is to deposit a little bit, even if they, let's say, if they deposit $5. But they deposit $5 with the mindset of what they're going to do is they're going to deposit $5 so they can come back to you and try to borrow $25. So their motive, even if they deposit, their deposit is a motive for them to plant a seed to deceive you to make you think that they are good, when in fact they have a plan to take more out of you than what they put in you. Something to think about. Something to think about. But also, last but not least, this analogy that God hit me with that really blew my mind. I thought about the goose with the golden egg. The goose that laid the golden egg. Now you, if you really think about it, the goose that laid the golden egg. Why was that goose so valuable? Was that goose valuable because it was just a goose? So that means if that was the case, that means that you can go in in a flock of other geese and choose one randomly, and it'll be valuable. No. The reason why that goose was valuable was not because it was just a goose, but it was valuable because of the egg that the goose produced. In other words, that goose was valuable because of the golden egg. So in other words, you wanted that goose because of what it produced. You wanted that goose in spite of the other geese. Because you wanted that golden egg. So in other words, if that egg, me, if that goose would no longer produce a golden egg, then in your eyesight it would lose value. And that's how some people are pertaining to us. As long as we're doing for them, we're giving them quote unquote golden eggs. We're producing for them. We're giving to them. We're valuable to them. And with valuable for them. So once again, as soon, as soon as we stop giving them some golden eggs, you know what they'll do? They'll treat us like yesterday's trash. So we have to be mindful of the investment that God has given us. God has invested into us good quality stuff. But we cannot waste. We cannot mismanage. Like I always say, we have to consult God in everything. The Bible tells us men are always to pray and not fail. That means not to lose heart. But also consult God about everything. Because there are some people that the devil is trying to put in our path to make us or distract us from the assignment that God has for us. We have to be responsible. We have to be better stewards with what God has placed within us. Remember, we are the stewards, meaning that we are the managers. We're not the owners. We are the managers. God is the manager. We're just the owner of what he has given us or what he has entrusted into us. So we have to protect our investments. So that's why it's so important for us to use wisdom, consult God by everything. Even, I always think about this scripture where it says, lay hands subtly on no man. Meaning don't give your approval to people who have not earned it. People have not earned, listen, if they have not earned your trust, then they don't deserve your trust. Stop giving people things that they're supposed to earn. You're supposed to have people to earn your time, earn your trust, earn your love, and make sure that you look at it from God's lens, not from your emotions. So many times we make mistakes because we go into our emotions instead of using God's wisdom, God's insight, God's perspective of things. And in order for us to have the results that God desires for us, we got to do things God's way, not our own way, and quit giving passes to people who continue to flunk the test. I'm gonna to have to remember that and keep that for myself. Keep. You stop, stop giving people permission to use you, to run over you. You have to stop doing that. You have to understand who you are and appreciate who you are. And when you don't respect yourself, how in the world are you going to expect other people to respect you? If you don't respect the gift that is within you, if you don't respect the gift, then you won't respect the gifter or the E. You're the gifte. God is the gift-er that deposit into you. Respect yourself. Love yourself. Spend time with learning who you are. Got to. And so with that being said, I, there was someone that was on the line that uh, looked like they wanted to say something, but um, I wanted to finish this. Uh, if that person is still on, uh, i give them a few minutes. There, We're going to get ready to wrap it up. Um, but... We want everyone to recognize that it's so important for us to understand the gift the gift that God has invested into us. We have to. If you don't if you don't appreciate, if you don't recognize who you are, how are you gonna expect other people to know who you are? You have to know who you listen, you have to know who you are in spite of other people not knowing who you are, or people not acknowledging who you are. It doesn't matter if they don't acknowledge you. The key thing is, do you acknowledge yourself? That person, you, you have to acknowledge that person who's in your mirror. It's that person who's in your mirror responsibility to acknowledge you, not somebody else. And like I said, just like the the store analogy I had used earlier, sometimes you may have to relocate. Sometimes you may have to relocate or you have to... Move people around, or get quality people in your life. That that way, you can start seeing your life turn better. I mean, think about it. Oftentimes, the decisions—see, oftentimes what I found out. A lot of times, what 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 says a lot about a person are the decisions that they make. Let's look at the decisions that they made. And I know some people. Well, they're not. Well, they're not a bad person. That's some. That's, that's a sorry excuse. We hear that all the time. I hear people talking about capital murder. Well, they're not a bad person. Well, what qualifies a person being a bad person? Think about it. So, their decisions may be bad. Their choices may be bad. That will. That will produce bad results a bad life, a a life of many, many, many mistakes. So we're not talking about them being bad or whatever. No, we're talking about their choices. Get into your mind what kind of choices you're going to make. And a lot of times we make bad choices because we don't know who we are. We don't know who God is. We don't know God's purpose for us, and I understand that. But when are you going to go to God and talk to him about it? And most of the time, he's trying to tell us, but we align people in our life that is clogging up our spiritual ears from hearing from God instructions on what we need to do to know our purpose and plan for our life. Like I said, we're choosing people in our life. We're choosing horrible people in our life that is distracting us from the purpose and plan God has for us. we making our, We making bad choices, and our bad choices are making us have a bad life. Let's do better. And so just in case someone who may be watching, listen, who may not even be saved, God is the only one that's going to help us, and he loved us so much that he sent his son. His, John three sixteen. for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, meaning his only unique son. The key word is love, which is great, but the key word is the word before love. God so, he loved us so much. So what better way for us to be able to understand the purpose of plan is for us to go to the source. Go to the source. God wants you to come and invite him into, his, into your life. Invite him to your life. Invite him to your life. He loves you. He cares about you. And he has a better life for you, a better way for you. The Bible tells us, I come to you, may have life, may have life more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil wanna steal you from your purpose, rob you, or blind you from your identity, to kill you and to destroy you, meaning to treat you as if you never existed, to wipe you off of history. But God comes to you, you may have life and have life more abundantly. That sums it up. <laughs> so with that being said, we're gonna get ready to Go into prayer, and in case case you have anything that you have before God, we're going to give it to him, but also we're going to ask God to help you to be able to understand his purpose and plan for you. Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being awesome, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a committable, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are. So, God, we thank you right now, God, that you help us in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us right now, God to acknowledge you in all of our ways, God, and we know that you will direct our path. So, God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, and open up our spiritual eyes and unclog our spiritual ears, God. Help us, God, to be obedient to you and help us, God, to trust you and not our own device and not our own understanding. So, God, we speak, God, that you help us right now, God, to understand the investment that you have given into us, what you have poured into us, God. Help us, God, to protect that, God. Help us, God, to protect the anointing that you have given us, God. Help us, God, to be able to obey you and trust you, God, even when you reveal things, God. Help us, God, to accept, God, who's healthy for us and reject those who are unhealthy for us. So, God, we're speaking, God, that you help us, God, and forgive us, God. If we have been disobedient to you in anything in our life, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness right now. In the name of Jesus, if we remind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for another chance, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that did not give up on us, God. We thank you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for healing our hearts, God. Healing, and, uh, 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 Thank you, Lord, for healing our hearts and our minds, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for even stop that confused mind right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, for healing in every area of our lives right now, God, mentally, physically, spiritually. And emotionally right now, in the name yes. of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And, Lord, we speak, about that you help us, God, to be obedient to you, God, help us to trust you right now, like that was before, right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do, most importantly, everything that you are. In Jesus' name we pray, we say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for watching this video. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, you're welcome to get in contact with me on uh, Facebook. My name is Brother Prater. That's B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Prater appears in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. On Facebook, you see my daily devotion and also my videos. Also, for those who want to get on my website, you can go to brotherprater.com. Uh, you will see my daily devotions. My videos, also my personal appearances, where I'll be at, it's a little calendar, it'll show you everything. Also, uh, you can go to the store section where you can purchase my book that I was trying to find, I thought I had it somewhere, well, one of them. Um, my book called, A Few Good Men, A Path to of Fatherhood. A Few Good, periods. Right a Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A few good men were written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities towards their children, their children's mother, regardless they're with them or not. But also, it taught to these ladies to help them understand the needs of men and also um, to help them in choosing uh, pertaining to a good quality man or even a uh, present or future uh, a father for future children. Also, this book right here, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, it's a story uh, pertaining to uh, my sister in our relationship. My sister, who was killed uh, four years ago in a domestic violence relationship, um, you know, just talking about uh, siblings, the importance of siblings, and even trust in siblings, you know, building trust, but most importantly building relationships within their siblings, you know. So, like I said, you know, my mom and dad had four boys and one girl. She was the only girl, her and I were 362 days apart very close love her dearly miss her dearly but I, and i thank god for the relationship that i had with her and this is really uh our relationship it taught me about love and you know relationships uh future relationships even with, with dating and stuff so i learned a lot and unfortunately i learned even more um I, I'm, I ain't gonna say i learned more but i say a lot of things became um recognizable to me after she passed and I thank God for her and what she has invested into me. And, you know, I know for a fact she loves the mess out of me, and I love the mess out of me. I, was, I would always say I was her biggest fan. And she was, she, was, she used to act like she hated it, but she really liked it, you know. But uh, I thank each every one of y'all who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Thank oh Okay.